Hi, Yoko. Hi, Kate. This is episode 21. Of So Where Are You From? Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, this is like a year in, dog. Oh my god. You've been doing this for one year. Wow. How do you feel? It seems crazy, but also not that crazy that it's been a year. I know, man. I feel like we've gotten a little bit better at doing this. Yeah, do you ever listen to, like, the first episode and you're like, never again. Oh, God. <laughs> never again listening to the first episode, so sorry anyone who's, you know, who's listening to it now. For anyone who's listened, <laughs> who's listened to the first episode and is still listening, I applaud you. Thank <laughs> like, you for sticking with us thanks. as we figure shit out. <laughs> sticking us out. Sticking it out with us. <laughs> I haven't. We haven't learned that much. I haven't eaten anything today, so I'm a little. Hey, we need to feed you. It's fine. I had some shakshuka way long, a long time ago. Mm, okay. <laughs> Yoko, what's been going on with you? Oh my god. Let me. Can I just? Well, frankly, life has been like a lot <laughs> lately. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Work is kind of like I don't know. Pretty exciting is a positive way of saying that, right? Mm -hmm. Work is really exciting. Lots of changes happening. Um, Lots of, like, potential directions and stuff. Um, I got some family stuff going on, which is always on my mind, and that really stinks. Mm -hmm. Or not... I mean, I got family stuff going on right now, and that's been on my mind. So I've been... I've just been, like, really going in between episodes of, like, semi-despair to, like, episodes of, like, incredible gratitude and then just, like, roller coastering in between. So, just glad I'm here. It is a really fucking weird time to be alive. I know. I Like, everything <laughs> that keeps happening makes me feel like I'm in a Russian spy novel. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, like, watching a TV show about dystopian America. Yeah, except you're in the TV show. Right. Yeah. It's, you know? It's weird. I, um, I've been limit- I- I'm not good at doing this, but I've been trying to limit the news that I read because I know that if I don't do that, I will definitely read more than I need to know about what's going on, you know? And then it just, like, it stops being productive, like, really fast. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to just listen to, like, NPR and New York Times Daily Podcast Mm -hmm. just to, like, know what's happening. And then I try my best not to read Twitter, but I read Twitter all the time. (laughs) I've stopped reading Twitter. Oh, God, Kate, how do you do it? I can't. I, I just find that it's really distracting. It's so distracting. Yeah, and it's just sort of like, as the news comes in, it's more anxiety-inducing. I feel like once someone in the office starts yelling, Oh my god! Then I'll read it. But until then, yeah. I'm just like, yo, NPR Up First is great. Yeah. The Skim is great. And yeah. uh, intermittent kind of like article reading every now and then, that's quite enough. Like, yeah. I just... I, I need to be know more myself. disciplined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know myself need, and it freaks me out. Yeah, I need I need more discipline in that. I, I'm easily just like, I have like, my thumb, my right thumb is like so, it's starting it goes to- straight ex- to Twitter? Yeah, it goes straight to Twitter and now it's like stiff from scrolling. Yep, that's Fuck. a real <laughs> problem. <laughs> Yo, millennial shit. <laughs> For real though, I'm surprised. Okay, have you ever taken a step back? And been like, look at your life, look at your choices from based on something that happened with your cell phone. Ah, uh, I mean, usually it's me looking up from my cell phone being like, how did four hours pass? <laughs> look at your life, look at your choices. You literally made no choices, you just kept looking at your phone and then I feel like shit about it. 
Yeah, like, I feel like on the weekends, a lot of times, like, you can just sleep in until 10 or whatever. Sure. But it's basically, like, I wake up at, like, probably, like, 8.45 to 9, and I don't get out of bed until 9.30 or 10 because I'm just looking at my phone and, like, either reading the news or catching up on Instagram. And then the thing that gives me pause and makes me kind of reassess my life is when I drop my phone on my face because, <laughs> because my hands are so sore that they can't grip as... as Hard as and your could. phone is already trying to scroll, and it's like, <laughs> I know, God. Oh, and you're like, oh, I should get out of bed. I know, exactly. And then it's usually like when I drop my phone on my face that I get out of bed. That doesn't happen to me because I like read my phone on my side. Yeah. That's, it's just, don't fall into that habit because you'll never stop reading. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I need to unfollow some people on Instagram because I follow too many people too. How many is too many? Um, if I can't get through my stories in, like, 15 minutes, then it's too many. What? Wait, yeah. you watch all of the stories? I skip through them, and it still takes so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm never caught up, and that's something I've lear- also learned to be okay with. Damn, I'm always caught up. I'm so... That's good. I feel no, like... No, it's not. I waste so much time. I'm sorry, I don't care about everyone's stories. I care about yours, okay? Yours always shows up first for some reason. It's because you're always looking at them. Oh, it knows. Oh, yeah. There's like... Oh, it knows. (laughs) I feel like... I feel like... Facebook and Instagram and any social media platform, like, they know who you like or who you keep looking at because Mm -hmm. they... They just put that shit in front of you. Yeah. And I'm just like... I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay, so this guy that I was like hooking up with last year Mm -hmm. there was like a point where i would always kind of check like what he was posting Mm -hmm. and he hasn't posted in like a really long time but Mm -hmm. instagram will fucking tell me that he posted if he does and i'm just like oh god damn it i'm just trying to get over him i don't need to know that he posted what did he post (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like fuck you're like god damn it i looked (laughs) and then instagram will be like ah she likes to look at that i will show it to her the next time he posted three months exactly uh don't do that. Why you got me feeding Instagram? <laughs> Why? I uh, wish Instagram could tell, like, disease. seriously. <laughs> I wish Instagram could tell when, like, when you're, you need to get over someone and they, like, hide that person. Yeah. Or I could just unfollow them like an adult. Mm. I recently found out that people have apps that tell them. Who's unfollowed them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. How's that? E- what? That's not even good. Why? I can't imagine, like, how anyone would want to know that. It must be so bad for your People mental health. People are masochists, man. Like, Ugh. why would you do that to yourself? I don't want to know who unfollowed me. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care, but it makes me feel weird to unfollow people because then they'll then I'm like, oh, what if she finds out and then doesn't want to be my friend anymore? <laughs> I'll be like, uh, I thought that all of your posts were innocuous and weren't doing anything for my life, so I unfollowed you. All right, Boom. That's probably a good idea. Okay, I'm going to, maybe I'll try to unfollow some people today. (sighs) (laughs) Kate, how are you doing? I'm sorry, we digressed. Oh, uh, I feel like I'm doing okay. Like, uh, it's a weird time to be alive, but I was just telling Yoko before this that uh, I feel like the sort of franticness has made me very level-headed in, like, a weird way. So cool. It's... It's weird because I feel like whenever people get drunk or whenever shit starts going down, I'm always like the level-headed one that sobers up real quick. And so right now, I feel like a lot of people are drunk right now, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. So it's up to me, Kate Matsumoto, to sober back up and get everyone home safe. Oh, you're such a good friend and coworker and sister. Oh, hold your hair back. That's me. <laughs> 
I just feel like that's what it should say on my business card. Kate Matsumoto, hold your hair back. <laughs> While you projectile vomit. Yep, into the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yoko, who's your model minority? My model minority is a young woman named Ali'i Carvalho. Hey! Carvalho. She plays the voice of Moana in the movie Moana, which I just saw yesterday and cried through most of, which I'm not surprised about, but I'm still like, yeah, you cried through most of a Disney movie again. Uh, Disney knows how to pull at your heartstrings. So I went to go see Moana with my whole family oh, God, yeah. and I looked over because I was sitting next to my dad and my dad totally lost it when the grandma came back as a manta ray. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, that movie was... I just loved that whole movie, and I loved that the casting was... I thought the casting was really good. There are only two, like, really main roles, and both of them were... It was Auli'i and The Rock, who was your model minority from before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, did you know that The Crab was, is played by... Jermaine, Jermaine Clement? Clement of course Flight of the I did. I thought oh it was Flight of the Concords. Shining! <laughs> Yeah. So weird. It, I didn't realize that that was him when I was watching the movie. And then I was like, this song is so weird. And I feel uh, this vibe. I I felt this vibe It's before. a familiar vibe. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it's because the guy from Flight of the Concords. I can so sing weird. every Flight of the Concords song. Oh my God. I love them. I saw them on tour. I... Amazing. Bought the shirt, everything. Oh my god. <laughs> but but it's yeah. Fine. <laughs> Anyways, you're a model minority. Yeah, she's great. She has a lovely voice and she's, I don't know, she's just so young. I, I feel like there's a trend of like young women protagonists mm-hmm. in movies lately, but usually they're all white. Mm-hmm. And like, that's fine. It's cool, I guess. If I, if I think about what I like so much about Moana, like Ali'i sort of represents all of those things. Mm-hmm. So cool i am moana yo dog that was i mean i loved her voice yeah she was a fantastic voice yeah and they chose someone from hawaii yeah good job good job disney good job didn't fuck it up (laughs) anyway because my expectation is that your like movies studios will probably fuck it up i mean think of all these other movies exactly dumb did you hear about this like hawaiian war hero movie where they cast a fucking white guy about that guy he's not even good looking exactly (laughs) we don't need to like run you through the dirt from that one you should just just know you done fucked up oh my god there was one tweet by john cho Mm -hmm. that was like how about you cast more minorities and then get more love from your audience and we were just like oh john cho with the fire tweets yes yes i saw him in person like three weeks ago. Oh yeah, you saw him getting ice cream. <laughs> he wasn't getting ice cream. He just walked by us while we were getting ice cream. He's probably lactose intolerant. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, Kevin and I were outside this like ice cream shop in the East Village. Kevin is like looking at me and talking and then his eyes just like stop moving as if he was, fo- as if he were following somebody like walking toward us. And I was just like, what, what is it? And then Kevin's just, like, quiet for a little bit. And then I I see, like, out of the corner of my eye, like, two people walking by. And then they walk past me behind Kevin. And Kevin was like, that's John Cho. And I'm like, what? And then then I realize that I see, like, the side of his face and the back of his head. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can totally tell it's John Cho. Apparently, he looks great in person. Oh, yeah. That's what Kevin said, because he actually saw his face. I mean, he has <laughs> aged like a fine wine. I mean, it's he's like... very good looking. Exactly. Anyway, um, shout out to John Cho as well. Kate, who's your model minority? <laughs> well, I got two. They're also 
girls. Yeah. Uh, they are 11-year-old twin sisters, DJs Amira and Kayla. DJs? Yeah, dog. Oh, my God. Imagine So Super Sam, but 11 years old. They're just these, like, two Asian girls that fucking kill it. They've been on, like, a bunch of, like, daytime TV shows. They, like are regularly asked to, like, DJ parties and stuff. And if you follow them on Instagram, DJs, Amira, and Kayla, all one word. Their feed is so sick. They're just, like, stringing together beats, like, flawlessly. They have impeccable taste. They're playing new shit, old shit. I'm just in awe, in awe of them. Wow. Yeah. It's just, like, that's what happens when your parents raise you with awesome hip-hop growing up. (laughs) Parents, please do that. This is the second time I've, like, referenced small children that love (laughs) hip-hop. Look what good it does for the world. It's great. I mean, they're just going to be, I don't know, they're going to be on like another level when they get like older, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's so wild to see kids be really good at things and then just think about how they're only going to get more better. Right. Thing. And Mm -hmm. that like terrifies me and also is so cool. Yeah. (laughs) It just makes me think like, I I mean, I, I follow them right now, but. It makes me really excited to keep up with them and yeah. watch them evolve and develop more, like, refined tastes and yeah. more more skills. More skills. More skills. Yeah. So I'm... do they spin together? Yes. Oh. You'll see them, like, one will go, and then the other one will tap in, and then the other one will go, oh. and then the other one will tap in. How and it's fun. great. Yeah, and they're twins. Identical twins. Aw. Yeah. Cool. I don't know what their ethnic background is, but... They are definitely part yellow. We can tell that <laughs> we they're can Asian. tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, can I talk about this issue that's kind of been like near and dear to my heart? Sure. I feel like you and I have talked about it before, but I'm just going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. So, I love Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> I love Wes Anderson movies. Like, I just, I love them. I think that they are, like, very special and near and dear to my heart. They're so aesthetically pleasing, and they are the whitest fucking movies ever. But I love them, and I, like, watch them, and... However, like, recently, uh, a poster and a teaser came out for his newest movie, which is called Isle of Dogs. And in the cast are Tilda Swinton, who has been in several of his movies before, and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, but the movie, okay, so the movie is like a stop motion animation film set in Japan. And I'm like, okay, I understand why you cast Tilda, but like ScarJo in a movie about Japan? Who did this? And she's, I'm assuming she's like a voice. Wait, it's Hopefully. an animated movie that stop takes Stop motion play- animation. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so they're not, they're no, it's not like real humans acting. No, not that I'm aware voice of. acting. Yeah. And it takes place in Japan. Yeah. And they cast Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Wait, why Why is it more understandable that Tilda Swinton was cast as opposed to ScarJo? Because Wes Anderson's used her before. And Wes Got Anderson it. is, like, notorious for nepotism. It's mm-hmm. basically like if you work with him, like, Owen Wilson is in every single one of his movies. True, true. Adrian Baudry's been in a few. Tilda Swinton is, this would be her third one if she was in it. And then, who else has been used, like, a million times? Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a lot of familiar faces in them. So it doesn't surprise me that he cast Tilda Swinton again. Right. However, whoever was the head of his casting and cast ScarJo, Scarlett Johansson is like a fucking idiot. I'm like, really? It's not, it's as if they don't read the internet. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that like, I mean, this joke's been made before, but they were like, why don't you just cast Matt Damon and uh, (laughs) Emma Stone and call it a fully fledged Japanese cast? Yeah. But even though, okay, that being said though, it's like, I love Wes Anderson so much. 
I'm going to fucking see the movie. I'm going to see it. I'm really excited to see like what Wes Anderson's take on Japan looks like because his interpretations of like other countries are always through like a very white lens. So as long as he's not like appropriating somebody else's culture in a way that's not like viewed as a white dude, then I don't think I have a problem with it, especially because he Mm. did cast like actual Japanese people in it Hmm. who I'm assuming will have the Japanese roles. Because if you've seen the Darjeeling Limited, which is, like, the one movie he has where, like, three brothers, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, and Jason Schwartzman, (laughs) all go to uh, India, it's very much like, oh, here's three white dudes trying to have an experience in a foreign country, and, like, the underlying plot of the story is that they all have really fucked up problems. And I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, I don't feel like that was, like, an offensive movie to me whatsoever. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, I would love to hear like an Indian person's perspective on that movie where they were just like, huh. Anyways, I'd love to ask somebody else about that movie, but I didn't think that it misrepresented anyone. Right. Not to make assumptions. I I haven't seen any of these movies Mm -hmm. and I have very, very like lukewarm feelings toward Wes Anderson. Like I don't Mm -hmm. care about his movies. I hear they're pretty, but maybe that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I imagine, like, what could bother somebody about Darjeeling Limited is, like, the the place. Is, it's, like, this culture is, like, used as a setting for these, like, white people to figure their problems out. Right. And no, like, but it just, like, at the end of the movie, you're not, like, they don't have anything figured out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, they're still fucked up, and it's, like, going to a different place and, like, trying to observe another person's way of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that was part of, like, the, they're, like, trying to get out of where they were and, like get a new perspective or something yeah and i feel like they do come to like a little bit of like a positive ending it was like oh no we like went to like find our mom and our mom's still fucked up Mm. yeah we don't need i think it was more about like them coming to terms with their family than anything Hmm. yeah i i would be interested to see like what what this what is this new movie called Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. I guess if it's a story about not Japanese people in Japan, it makes sense that you'll cast people who are not Japanese, but, like, I don't love the idea that you use Japan as, like, a setting, and it it just becomes, like, not an intimate interpretation of what a Japanese culture could be. I say all these things without knowing anything about this movie. I guess so, but it's, it's just sort of, like... Are you pretending to be Japanese? No. Or I, I don't know. It's like, it, I don't think that the plot has like been published or anything yet, but... Maybe they're furiously rewriting it because they totally thought they were going to use Japanese characters. And then they were like, well, we cast Tilda Swinton and Scarlett Johansson and we have to make them white. Otherwise, it'd be super weird. I know, right? <laughs> if, they, if I find out, though, that like Tilda Swinton and Scarlett Johansson are playing Japanese characters, I will actually be legitimately pissed. Yeah, I mean, that's... I'm, I'm already cynical about it. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. So, I would... I wish I were a person who were more forgiving and, like, more giving a chance about it, giving them a chance about it, but whatever. I don't watch that many movies, so I would rather watch something else. That's totally fine. <laughs> I am I am legitimately excited, though, to see... I don't want to yuck your yum, though. No, 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 that's fine. It's just, like, I think I'm just excited because I just have a picture in my mind of what it might look like. Yeah, it could be beautiful. It could be really, really stunning. Yeah. And if pulled off correctly... It would be great just because like, I don't know, as someone who's like a really big fan of his work, you're just sort of like low key excited to see like what sure. he thinks about your culture or your background or how he's going to use that as like a setting, especially when you've like been to that country before and kind of have an understanding of like 
the landscape in which this is supposed to take place. Mm-hmm. However, I fully understand people just listening to this and being like, Kate, shut the fuck up. And no! just like, but no, but it's fine because it's just like another white dude, like using like some culture as like his backdrop for like a white person story. Right. Yeah. I think that's like my main gripe about it. Mm-hmm. Not having much other context. Right. That's just, that's me. Right. I would rather watch. I I mean, I am talking shit right now, but like the kinds of movies I enjoy watching are not like particularly good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love all fast movies and I love shitty action movies because Kevin watches them and I just, they're just on and I don't mind them and it's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Did you see Fate of the Furious? Yes, I loved it. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't see it. I heard it was terrible. Oh my god, I thought it was better than the seventh one. Well, the seventh one was... But the seventh one was also really, (laughs) really bad. See? Don't listen to me. I'm a terrible film critic. It's fine. I... Yo, just... Oh my god, there is one part of Fate of the Furious. Mm -hmm. Like, if you do end up watching this movie, I need to warn you right now that... What's her name? Charlize Theron, isn't Uh it? She's awesome, except for the fact that she has dreads. Dread. Oh, the no. whole fucking time. White girl dress. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't even look good. Why? Why you do that? I don't know. It's like Matrix 2 all over again. Yeah. Kevin and I, like, when she came home, we were both like, oh no. It's just like the worst. Yeah. It is easily the worst part of the movie, in my opinion. And it is pretty bad. Oh, and Kevin and I, after the movie, we were like, that movie was really good. Except... Those, yeah, the Charlize Theron dreads. Like, so white girl dreads. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, 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 don't do it. Speaking of other movies that I saw recently that vaguely have to do with race, I saw Get Out recently. Have you seen that? No! Dude, you need to see it. It is so good. Like, I... I yeah. wanted to go see it in theaters, but no one would go with me. Because they were like, it's too scary. I don't want to go. Oh, is it really? Is it legitimately no, scary? No, it's not scary. Oh, I don't know. They're like, well, no. And it's <laughs> like, it, there are horror and scary elements to it, but I would say it's more of like a thriller. Mm. And it has so many microaggressions in it that you've definitely heard people say about black people to black people. Like... Oh. And watching it, your skin is crawling, but it turns out that they're actually asking them for another reason. And I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it because Uh, it's like, you need to see it. And then I also found out that there is an alternate ending. And I was like, yo, that alternate ending would have been so fucked up. And I'm so glad they went with the ending that they went with. Wow. (sighs) But yeah. Isn't there an Asian guy in that movie? There is. There is one Japanese fob in that movie whose role I feel like is fairly inconsequential. Mm. Like he has like one line in it. And I, I I feel like I want you to see the movie so we can discuss it a little bit more in depth because I can feel like, okay, so there was like a think piece about how like, oh, this was a very deliberate choice to have a Japanese person in this movie because Asians are like complicit in um, microaggressions, microaggressions against black people, Mm -hmm. which I totally hear that. Yeah. But when you find out like the plot of what's going on, ah, God, I guess that was... I don't want to ruin it. I just, okay, I like. I'm sorry. No, I it's really okay. should watch this movie. You should watch it because <laughs> I feel like, yes, it does make a difference that he was Asian and he hmm. was there. But 
I realize that I'm a, I'm a terrible person to, like, have a conversation of, about movies with. It's I'm okay. Like, oh, I don't, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, I haven't seen that movie either. Oh, I'm not going to watch that movie. It sounds too, like, uh, whitewashed or whatever. Oh, they want to talk about Fast and the Furious? Okay. <laughs> it's okay. You should just see Get Out. It's, like, available to rent on Amazon. That's how I watched it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have that. It's, it's great. What? Well, we can't really talk about it because you haven't seen it. Master of None season two. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, Yoko, we have to watch it. It's for the culture. <laughs> right, I know. Kevin and I actually thought about watching... Okay, we, I, confession, I haven't even watched season one. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yoko. I'm sorry. Okay, well, here's the thing, and I will openly say this and recognize it. The acting is not that good. Okay. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you watch it and... I really like the subject matter of what they're talking about, and I think it's super important. I just really wish that the acting was a little bit better. Oh, okay. Like, I'll keep that in mind when I eventually watch it in the next five years. Specifically, he has an Asian best friend in it, oh, that who I guy. think is particularly terrible. At acting? Yeah, because there's like, you know, I give his mom and his dad, who are his actual mom and his actual dad, who are not actors, a mulligan, right? Because yeah. they're not actors. Yeah. But if you're going to cast people, like the biggest thing that like so many people say is like, oh, there's not a enough talent or whatever. There's not enough talent, so we can't cast diversely because they're not good enough. And I'm just like, that's not true. And then you watch Master of None and you're like, oh, you couldn't find anybody better than this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's so frustrating. Aww. But it's fine because at the same time, like, I do know Asian dudes that act like I was gonna, Ansari's friend. I was going to say, like, maybe it's just, that's just how, maybe it's like a natural way of an Asian dude to act. Because I've, I've, I've seen an episode of the first season of Master of None. The parents one. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like... Oh, this is like a really different vibe from the little other TV I've seen. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, but this feels really like a lot of my guy friends who are Asian talk like this. Right. No, yeah. it's very genuine, but maybe that's what is kind of taking me out of it is that, hmm. you know, you expect <clears throat> certain shows to be like really highly produced or like mm-hmm. really well acted and maybe I should just not be so hard on them. Hmm. But... You know, it's like rep sweats, right? You're just like, oh. Uh, you want it to be really good. You want it to be really good. I mean, but that being said, though, the show is still really good. Like, mm-hmm. it's the content that matters. And I think that the content that they discuss in season two is really, really cool. Um, specifically, there's an episode about Thanksgiving that I really liked a lot. I've heard I've heard thing, murmurs about Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving episode on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I remember I also... I should just watch this show because I'm like, oh, and I heard a podcast episode about this with an Alan Yang, blah, blah, blah. Oh, on Code Switch? Yeah, on Code Switch, yeah. And then they talk about how they, like, tried out a bunch of different, like, like, cinematic cinematic styles. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that sounds interesting. And I'm like, oh, this sounds really cool. And I just, like, never get around to watching TV because I'm really bad at it. It's okay. There are definitely way more effective things that you can do with your time. That being said, I think that Master of None is, like, worth your time. I mean, yeah. I would probably, at the end of the day, feel better about watch binge-watching Master of None than constantly refreshing Twitter. Right. <laughs> Which well, is what I'm doing right now, and it doesn't feel good. Dude, the thing that was so crazy about Master of None is, like, the weekend it came out, everyone was done with it. Like, yeah. Like, within two days. And I was just like... 
yo, did y'all not go outside? <laughs> like, like, I get to work and everyone's like, who saw, and who, like, watched and finished Master of None this weekend? And everyone's like, like, me, me, me. Exactly. And I was like, I saw the first two episodes, goddamn. <laughs> Have you seen the rest of the season yes, now? Yes. Oh, okay. It. it was very, very good. Okay, okay. All right. Or not very, very good, but, because I, I, I don't like to, like, overhype it for people. Sure. I, I will temper my enjoyable. expectations. I thought it was very enjoyable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe by the next episode, I will have watched more of this show some of it more than one episode of the show <laughs> i'm sorry yo have you been doing any self-care recently mm. <laughs> uh like not going to things count as self-care that counts as self-care i actually went karaoke the other day with our co-workers and that was really really fun oh nice you know our co-workers are a good group of karaoke people nice I realize that. that lots of them are very metal it was wild. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, see, so back to self care. I'm sorry. I've been I've been really protective of my time. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and um, I've been. This doesn't sound like self care, but I've been protective of my time and not going to that many social things. Mm-hmm. And also, I've been becoming less hard on myself about not waking up when my alarm goes off, <laughs> and just like waking up, like. At the time that I need to wake up to only get ready and leave. Right. And before I used to, like, beat myself up about, like, not... I Because I in my mind, I have this, like, ideal morning where I, like, wake up early. I, like, make breakfast. I, like, read the news while I'm drinking coffee. And, like, none of that. Like, I never wake up early enough for that. I'm right. always snoozing and I feel bad about it. And then one day I was just like, Yoko, just wake up when your body wants to. And then if you're late... If you're running late to go to work, just get ready faster. Mm-hmm. And that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Does that count as self-care? It definitely counts as self-care. <laughs> I was talking to someone who was telling me about his advice that he gives to people who have just moved to New York. Mm. He says, hey, just remember, you control the city. The city does not control you. Ooh. And what he said was he his sort of perspective on New York really changed when he was like, I don't need to run after a train that is leaving. Mm-hmm. And if a train comes and it's too crowded, I don't need to get on. There's nothing so pressing that it can't just wait. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just, I know myself. I know things that will, like, make me angry. And it's, like, better for me to be five minutes late and level-headed than there on time and pissed off. Yeah. So true. Right? What a great... Oh, my God. Wait, who is this guy? Kyle. Kyle! Kyle Turman. <laughs> Kyle Turman. Oh, I thought that was like a really good piece of advice. So if anyone moves to New York, it's so easy to like just be anxious and be mm-hmm. pissed. And it's just, it's really hard to control too. You yeah. Know? Especially if you rely on the subway, which is why I ride a bike. I went on nice. a bike ride today and it was like exhilarating. And yeah. it was just, it was really nice to like be in control. And I, mm-hmm. it was weird to hearken exactly what Kyle had said to me riding my bike, but I was like, this totally is why makes I, sense. Right. I was like, this is why I like it so much, right? Because yeah. I'm in control. I don't have to wait for anybody. I don't have to like depend on anything. It's like my body is getting me around these places and leading me through these experiences. Awesome. What what else have you been doing? For self care? Yeah. Uh most of my self care regimen involves me slathering coconut oil on myself. Hey, that sounds great. Yo, okay, so uh beauty tip. Uh, <laughs> but my hair is like really thick and coarse and crazy. And something that really helps me is putting coconut oil in it. Huh. And like sleeping overnight with it in a with a towel over my head. Whoa. And what it does is it like re uh, moisturizes your skin. And I feel like I've noticed like a pretty sizable texture difference after doing it for like 
two times a week. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, for the last like two or three weeks, even sweet, yeah, it's it makes a huge difference, and apparently it makes your hair grow longer too, which is good. Hmm. Um, and then another thing that I do is I mix coconut oil and granulated sugar, and then you use it as like a scrub to exfoliate your face Whoa. or other parts of your body. Whoa! And if you want to like exfoliate your feet, you could do coconut oil and salt. What? Why why sugar for some things and salt for some other things? Well, because salt will, like, dry out your feet, which is really important for people whose feet are perpetually moist, like <laughs> your friend Kate. <laughs> Sorry to pull that detail out of you. But it's okay. But no, salt is, like, it's supposed to be better for your feet because it, like, it dries them out. Mm. Whereas you wouldn't want to put salt on your face and dry your face out. Right, Like, you right. just need, like, the sugar to, like, act to scrub as, like, it. a exfoliant. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Fun natural beauty tips. Wow. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I'd be talking about beauty tips on this podcast. But here we are. Here we are. Look at us, thought leaders in the beauty industry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, so, Kate, you know those, um, those like, charcoal pore strips that, I don't know, I feel like I've been heavily targeted, like, in my internet ads mm-hmm. to, like, buy these things or just, like, see them. Yep. Okay, so I finally gave it and bought them. Mm-hmm. And it is... Effective? Ad- yeah. Advertised? I would say so. Okay, so my... I'm not great about taking care of my skin to begin with. So Same. the first time... I don't... I never know if the first time I do it, it's just because my face is, like, fucking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's effective or if my face is just gross, but... What if it's both? Maybe it's both. <laughs> because I, like, peeled the thing off. And it is like fucking stalagmites. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like really gross, but it's so satisfying. Yo, dog. I feel like I was also aggressively targeted, but for a different product. Uh-huh. And it's this like black face mask thing that is supposed to do what you've just described. And it's got some activated charcoal in it, and then it dries after like 10 minutes and you peel it off. Uh huh. It's the whole face. The whole face. Uh-huh. But I mean, I just concentrate it to like my T-zone or like my nose area. Yeah. I want to say it's like 10% effective. 10? Yeah. It's like really bad. I was just like, this is a huge waste. But I bought it because I saw it in an ad. Uh-huh. And in the ad, it rips out this girl's entire like nose full of blackheads. Ugh. And I was just like, oh my God, I need that. so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> But I did it ye old-fashioned way. What do you mean? By hand. <laughs> so it's fine. Did what by hand? Uh, cleared out my blackheads. Wait, how do you do it by hand? You just squeeze your nose. And oh, yeah. I, I'm very guilty of doing that. <laughs> I did it the manual way. The manual way. Oh. But yeah, I will try out these black-activated charcoal strips. Yeah. Where'd you get them? Just at Walgreens. What? And they're like $8 a box, and it comes with like 6 Damn, this is like our first show sponsor. Yeah. Thanks so much, Activated Charcoal Pork Strips. <laughs> Find them at your local Walgreens. Okay. <laughs> They're not paying us. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Oh, I need to do that. It's so, like, I hadn't used a pork strip maybe in, like, I don't know, maybe since, like, college. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought that they were kind of, I wasn't sure if they were just, like, a scam, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But for some reason, like, last weekend, I just had a sudden urge to just, like, go buy them. Uh-huh. And I went out in the fucking rain <laughs> to, like, a, uh, it was a CVS, uh, to CVS, and, like, I bought a box along with my groceries, and then I came home, and it was just, like, oh, whoa. Was it so satisfying? It was, 
it was really satisfying. There's always a part where you like fuck it up a little bit. Like, so I missed a patch, I think. Uh-huh. But the parts where I did pull out stuff, it was just like, I would say it was at least maybe like two millimeters at the top. No, no, not at least. At the most, it was two millimeters. Yeah, it was sizable. Like, it Damn. cast a shadow. Damn. <laughs> oh my God, Yoko. <laughs> Shit. All right. I'm going to try. I'm going to buy those right now. Um, I was so surprised. Like, I remember holding it up against my computer monitor and it was just like, it was like, like like a a fucking city skyline. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Glowing endorsement from Yoko. But I tried it again, like a few days later and it wasn't as effective. Well, it's because you did a pre-cleaning. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a few days before. Right. And then before that, I hadn't done it for years, aside from just like normally washing my face with stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I don't know. I still haven't figured out how often you're supposed to do this mm-hmm. for it to be like as satisfying as the last time. But I'm like really looking forward to the next time I do it. <laughs> but if I do it too soon, you then won't it's have enough dirt. It won't have enough dirt. So like. <laughs> Tell us, tell us when you find that sweet spot, Yoko. Okay, <laughs> so far I've waited, um, I, the last time I waited three days because I couldn't, I was just like, oh, I want to experience pulling shit out of my nose again. Is there anyone in your life, like, peddling Korean beauty products to you? <laughs> I know where this story is going. Okay, it's not just my cousin. So my cousin right now is 31, and she's, like, trying to have the most youthful skin like, like a dolphin, I don't know. Like a dolphin. <laughs> just like, she wants Shiny beautiful, and smooth. glowing, firm, firm, <laughs> youthful skin. And she's like refusing to get old. And she's like, this is the year. And uh, also Leah, who also is going to be turning 31 this year. Crap, is this what's mm. going to happen to me? Anyways, uh, she <laughs> bought some like activated charcoal mask from Korea as well. And then there's like a Korean facial cleanser in our, in our mirror now. And mm-hmm. like... I don't know. I feel like all of my female friends who either wear a lot of makeup or just are way more feminine and just kind of care about these kind of things are telling me about. Like, they're just singing the praises of Korean beauty products. Wow. Like, all of them. Apparently, you can get some at Target. I wow. Know. I, I, huh. I'll try some. I'll try some. Like... Who cares? I just started, like, wearing sunscreen regularly. I thought that was, like, a big, big step. I'm, like, always it's proud of myself. a big step for me, I... too. <laughs> right, exactly. <sighs> I just, like, pat myself on the back for, like, remembering to wash my face both times a day. <laughs> you know? Yo, my mom has been giving me, like, a, not a hard time, but she's always been, like, you need to take care of your skin, otherwise you're going to look like this. And she points out her own face, and I'm, like... Do I care? I don't know if I'll care. Did your mom have um, liver spots? Yeah, she's got like, she's like really spotty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she's, I don't know. I mean, she's my mom, so I don't see these things. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's never like really bothered me before, but maybe if I, like, I don't have any like that right now, but if they started forming, I can imagine that I would get self-conscious. Yeah. Those but it's just like, I'm so lazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those run in my family too. Whatever. I mean, like, it's just, like, up to you to either care or not care. I I don't know. Part of me is just like, yo, is it just genetic? Like, even if my grandpa did wear a shit ton of sunscreen, would he have not gotten liver spots? Who's to say? Wait, does your grandpa really have... Did he have really nice? Yeah, he did have, like, a decent amount. But it wasn't like... Oh, 
of spots. I thought yeah. I thought you were saying that he had great skin. I'm like, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Both of my grandpas kind of had weathered, leathered skin from weathered, weathered. years of gardening outside and playing mm-hmm. golf and not wearing sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I would consider, I'm with you, Kate. Right now, I'm at the point, I'm 31, and I'm at the point where I'm like, good job, you put on sunscreen today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, lately, I feel like it's been, it's like becoming trendier to have like a really shiny face. Right, okay, Glossier. Yeah, that's like a, like people intentionally try to make their faces shiny, and I'm like, this is just how I, like... There's I'm, a difference between, like, shiny and greasy. Though. Okay, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so bad at this. But I remember just being like, this is cool now. Like, this is how I, I've tried to avoid looking like this for years. Not dog, I'm all about that matte finish. I don't like shiny. Like, yeah, just... I, uh, uh, yeah, maybe it looks good if your skin is, like, perfect. Yeah, it's basically, my skin is either, like, matte finish or way too shiny and I really hate it when it's shiny like yeah. even if it is trendy I just personally think it looks gross it feels gross yeah yeah and then you like look at yourself in pictures and you're just like oh my god oh everything my... is reflecting on my face <laughs> I look like a bike light <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like when you take a picture of a raccoon <laughs> <laughs> where are those shiny spots oh they're <laughs> oh that's just my face oh that's my face find you on the internet you can find me at psyoko on twitter and instagram kate where can people find you on the internet uh you can find me on the internet at c-m-y-k-a-y-t-o-e at c-m-y-k-t-o at (laughs) c-m-y-k-t-o just to clarify that's just one e at the end (laughs) (laughs) and if you want to follow the podcast we're at s-w-a-y-f podcast on twitter instagram SoundCloud. Our website is swavepodcast.com and our email is swavepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, drop us a line. Also, Please. rate and review us on iTunes. Only if it's five stars. <laughs> if it's bad, just tell us, please. Yeah, and we'll work on it. Okay. Bye. Bye.